to Cherry's world. I have been binge watching Ambitions on Owns, and I am proud to announce today the man who plays Mr. Kent Hamilton, Johans Miles, is in the house. But first, we gotta pay some bills. What's up? This is Johans Miles, and I am on Cherry World with Cherry and Courtney. Saria here, Chief Green Alchemist at Going to Natural. Do you know it takes less than 30 seconds for your skin products to enter your bloodstream? Yeah, so knowing what's in them, super important. We know you want what's best for you and your family. And here at Going to Natural, so do we. We care about the environment, we care about the animals, and most importantly, we care about you. We offer free support for your healthy journey and love providing affordable, all-natural products that are responsibly sourced, cruelty-free, luxurious, and always made with love. We're not just a shop. We're a community, and we'd love to have you. Browse our collection of plant-based skincare products and natural tips and tricks at shop.goingtonatural.com. That's shop.going, the number two, natural.com. A conscious brand for a conscious community. Use code LOVEEARTH for 15% off your first order. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Welcome to Cherry's World. So, ladies, I got a treat for you today. Mr. Johan Miles is in the house. You might know him from the own TV show, Ambitions. He plays Mr. Kent Hamilton. Johan, thank you so much for being here. How are you? Um, Thank you for uh, this interview and being able to uh, share some of the wonderful things that I would like to say I am sharing with everyone, you know. Um, in my life, what I'm doing. So thank you so much for having me on. Oh, thank you. So th- what, do you, what do you want us to know? You talk about, you know, you want to share some stuff. We want to know. <laughs> well, one, I'm hoping that we get a chance to talk about a new hot series on the OWN Network that I am a part of called Ambitions, um, which has been a wonderful ride of success um, since we started airing in June. And um, I'm just ready full steam ahead for any questions you could possibly ask. I'm not giving away any spoilers. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not that guy. Even my wife is like, what's happening next? What's going to happen next? And uh, I just like to leave the suspense there. But I might be able to share something. Let's just say that. Well, you just took away all my questions because that's, that's all my <laughs> wife wants to know. <laughs> my wife wants to know everything. So. <laughs> My mom does too. We're all sitting over here like, you mean we ain't going to get no goods? You got to give Cherry's World just a little bit of goods. <laughs> so my, my biggest question to you, Johans, right now is coming from an actor myself. Mm-hmm. Now they say art imitates life and life imitates art. Are there anything that you have in common with, with your character? 
Mr. Hamilton. Great question. Well, uh, first and foremost, I, I hope uh, you remember when he first came um, to Thelma's place on the show and um, they finally had a sit down conversation about the, um, the, the banks, the community. And what brought him there was the fact that he was a uh, teacher. So um, him and I are both are educators. I'm an educator. Uh, my mother was one. I just kind of followed that path of my mother and all of those uh, men and women in my life of uh, matriculating through school and college and grad school. So uh, I eventually became an educator. So me and Kent, we share that dynamic. And then I guess you also like to say with the community, many people um, who are educators, they, you know, depends on the opportunity and where you need to go. Uh, for me, I went to a HBCU, then I, I went to grad school at LSU, but then I decided to do like what Ken Hamilton did, was go get my, get my training, uh, get the work done, but then come back to a HBCU. And I, and I taught at a HBCU um, here recently uh, for eight years um, um, in the South. So we do share that um, as educators. Um, two, uh, I just think that uh, we also share, you know, what I believe is that everybody um, in terms of like the relationship dynamics that Kent has uh, with Rundell, uh, we all are looking for honesty. We all looking for someone to love. We all, we all are really still truly trying to get to know who we are ourselves, but then the, the person that we uh, fall in love with, you know, we're hoping that we can uh, be ourselves and, and not be defined by labels, our jobs. I mean, she has fears because he's his councilman. And everybody's looking at this guy, and the first thing that comes to your mind is, is the political arena. But Kent is, Kent is like, let me show you who I am outside of what I do for work. So how many of us have that, you know, those titles that we, you know, that we have in our lives and jobs that we have uh, that we kind of, even as actors, you know, I have people go, hey, man, you know, I'm talking to you now. Is this, is this you or are you acting? I say, look, here, I pay bills. I have five <laughs> kids. I have a wife. Uh, if you cut me right now, I promise you I will believe everything that's happening now is real. Terry, does that sound familiar, Terry? Very familiar. <laughs> I got a question. I um, um, okay, so for people that might not have seen the show, uh, that you you play a politician, right? You just said that, right? right. So, mm -hmm. are you a politician more like President Obama or Donald Trump? Mm. Wow. Um, <laughs> the writers and I had that conversation, and uh, for the most part, uh, we we they we geared the development of this guy more so in in, in the uh, Obama kind of line line of action, right? Gotcha. Um, yeah. So that that's kind of what a lot of my 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 research and creating this guy um, and, and the readings. I mean, I I, I went back and reread the Audacity of Hope. Obama. And then there were other things, other layers of this character that we kind of just, you know, will question and say, well, who is he and how can we define this guy? But definitely Obama was one of the individuals we brought up with. If we can uh, have someone he can uh, kind of emulate in a sense more so or be an example of Obama is one of the of those individuals. Nice. Mr. Obama, I have a question going back to education. What? Mm -hmm you to education like where did that passion because our let me tell you why I'm asking you this I'm sorry our show mm -hmm. is all about homeschooling and about now right. there are about 300,000 black families who have chosen to homeschool so right. I don't know where your passion from homeschooling uh, for schooling or education came from right um, well, uh, again, like I said, my mother was a, was a teacher. Um, um, she taught at the elementary school we went to. And then, of course, again, we just all, all many of us took the, the path 
that was given to us from our parents, that parental guidance. This is where you're going to school because this is where you're zoned, you know, Absolutely. and so forth. But for me, uh, my wife actually would, would love to homeschool school our, our, our children. Really? And that's something we talk about. Yeah. And, and I have a three-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son. And even looking at the dynamics of the daycare that they go to, see, some places have the resources, they have the amenities, they have the teachers. But in some cases, you may even have that. You need to just look at, I guess, what's happening also in the state. You know, like locally, what's happening around you. You know, education is changing. You know, it's, it's forever evolving. You know, and you want the best uh, means to which you want to provide how we pursue knowledge. You know, I'm not even saying like, you know, here's another thing. You know, many people say, do you tell everybody to go to college? You know, since you since you were a university professor, I said, well, everybody may not be meant, meant for college. You know, some people are meant for the workforce and they got to pursue knowledge and, and be educated in some sense for the workforce, you know, coming right out of high school. So it just depends on your perspective and the state that you're in and the community and the people's involvement in, in that system of education. Yeah, that's a tricky question. You know, even being an educator, you know, um, uh, there's a constant political fight in the battle for what is being taught and how we're teaching that. You know, everything's online now. And then there's the, you know, the, the, the never ending conversation of visual learners, auditory learners, the kinesthetic learners. How do we, you know, continue to make advancements in those type of personalities and individuals and how they retain or receive knowledge by the means in which we teach it? So, yeah. Absolutely. Professor Miles, what did you teach? I taught theater. I actually taught theater. And um, uh, uh, um, any any of that, um, after getting my MFA in acting, I just kind of covered everything, you know, if I needed to. I'm not a tech guy, but, you know, in some places when you have a limited resources and faculty, um, I was thrown into the fire of the tech world uh, behind the scenes. I would hang my lights and, you know, if I need to go stitch and sew something, I'll do that too, you know. Um, uh, I, I, I'm a connoisseur of, of all things, but my emphasis was um, acting, you know, and then acting for the camera. So uh, my students um, uh, really, I would like to say they benefited from a lot of what I taught. And then I had a chance to benefit from watching them receive that that training. And I'm one of many people. I always tell them, you know, expose yourself to many, many. Go take different types of acting classes and, 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 and understand different types of cultures, you know, and different types of you know, many, the many walks that many people have in life. You know, a lot of it can't just also be taught. A lot, a lot of it is experience, too. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's all about reaction instead of acting. Now, okay, so please forgive me if I get this wrong because I don't watch your movies, but Stomp the Yard. Mm -hmm. Am I correct? Does that have um, a big part of your journey? So this is what made Stomp the Yard special to me. Um, I was in college. I received this random phone call when Stomp the Yard was being shot in Georgia. I was maybe a senior. And uh, they said, hey, you want to be an extra in a movie? And I go, yeah. And so they didn't even tell me what the title was. Long story short, I go to Georgia one weekend, and it was my first extra, working as an extra um, in that movie. However, I saw everyone, that particular day, I saw Brian White, you know, Columbus Short, Megan Good, Neil, all of these people, you know, that looked to me my age, and they had lines, and they were, you know, they, they, you know, they were doing their thing. And I'm going, wow, here I am in college you know, uh, doing stage plays, you know, you know, I, I was considering myself a leading man in college in most of the plays and I get to set and the extra, being an extra was a great experience because it, it put me in the world of film. It exposed me to what that world was. 
But at the same time, I'm looking at these people across, you know, across the space and going, wow, they're saying stuff, but I'm an extra. I don't have anything to say. I, I, I don't think I have this again. You know, if I'm going to sit on a set 13, 12 some hours a day, you know, 12 or 13 hours a day, um, I might need to say something. Hmm. <laughs> if that's what I'm getting my training in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that was, that was the first journey with me crossing paths or seeing Brian White on set. The second time I met Brian White was uh, at the NWACP Image Awards in 2011 or 2012. And we was on the same red carpet. I was out there promoting the film uh, that Paul Walker and I had been in. And I looked down and said, there go Brian White again. Wow, I mean, this guy's going to work together one day. He's on my path. I just said it to myself. And then here we are, full circle. I'm playing the antagonist opposite ri- rivalry to him being a mayor on ambitions, you know? So um that's how small the world is and also how small knitted each of us will cross paths because hey you know sherry i remember you know and i know you get this all the time <laughs> watching you on tv you know oh, so <laughs> and here you. i am having a conversation with you you know you 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 are my inspiration of my childhood you know we oh. went home and tuned in to watching you on tv and i you know so that was another part of my development so Thank you, as I may say that again. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Thank you. That is, it, yeah. it's such an honor to me. So, okay, I, I was going to let Courtney ask you a question, but I have one more before I let Courtney talk. I'm sorry, Courtney. Not you know, old, you forgetting shit. You talked about <laughs> Brian White and then uh, being on the me right now. So do you believe in the power of manifestation? I definitely believe in the power of manifestation. And um, that's, 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 that's everything about, I would like to say, in my spiritual walk, you know, uh, my faith. I, I, I believe manifestation is, uh, you know, in, in, in ways, if I can speak freely, that which what God wants to do and show us and also the ability, because we, we are part of a creator. So we function in, in so many ways like him. So everything that you put in your mind and everything that you speak and everything that you, you know, you want to have happen, you can also create that too. You can manifest everything from what you have, even that those things are which are positive and negative, you know? So it's just all what's in your mind. As they say, you know, always, uh, uh, it's how you think, you know, as they say, you know, be around like-minded, it's how you perceive things. I do believe in that. I do believe in that. And I'll believe, and I also believe in when you talk about manifestation, you got to also understand the character of time, because sometimes we rush time, and time is 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 infinite. But it's also in, in what, how we perceive time. It's not. It, it doesn't sometimes always uh, happen in how we we may intend things to want to happen, but we have to embrace time too in manifestation because it gives us what we are trying to pursue. It can happen now. It can happen five years from now. It may not. You know what I tell people. Some things may not even be happening that you that you may be vibing off of. Somehow, when I look at my son and my daughter, uh, my son and my daughter, I know there are a lot of things that I probably even want to do, but I'm I'm really equally excited that it may not even it may not happen in me, but it may hopefully it, I'm praying that it will surface somewhere in my bloodline. <laughs> right. You know, I if totally I stay committed to it, you know, yeah. I Somehow, totally yeah. It, 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 sometimes, yeah, it can lie dormant. Some people actually have had talent and it, and it lies dormant because, you know, this conversation we have comes from, comes from someone um, watering or either planting the seed. Somebody didn't have that. So you have a gift or a talent or a, man, or a manifestation or something just lay dormant. And then somehow in that bloodline, 
all of a sudden comes this king or queen and people are going, wow, where does this come from? You know, you know, you know, did you get it from your grandmother? I really don't know. Well, you know, it came from somewhere. Our ancestors, somebody passed it down, you know, or, or something that didn't get done or something that needs to be done. So I believe that too. So it's not often that I get to sit down and do something for myself, but if you get the chance to sit down and do something for yourself for like an hour or two, you need to pick up this book. It is Find the Lie and Fix the Problem by Marcus M. Positive Parker. And if you want to hear about the lie in my life that I had to find and fix, um, make sure you listen to our podcast because Marcus M. Positive Parker is going to be on. He's going to tell us about his book. I'm going to tell you about my experience and how his book has helped me find the lie and fix the problem. Hey, you know, uh, I want to stay with, with uh, what you said about seeing Brian White uh, twice, you know, working with him on... Um, Stomp the yard, and then now again, you also work with Robin Givens and and uh, and uh, Essence, and those like mm-hmm. like you said, those are people I just grew up on. Just watching, like I was just I I watched none but '90s TV still to this day, and I was just watching Smart Guy. And I just remember how you know how fine Essence Ak- right. Atkins was back then, and she still is. So like, how is that just being uh-huh. around? I mean, you work around a lot of beautiful women, but just being around those particular like what, what's that like uh speaking uh well let's just say robin you know let's start with robin. um um my mother told me robin gibbons worked at a um uh and and if and she if she hears it i hope she don't mind me saying that i believe she worked at a uh a, a private college that my mother went to oh, okay. and uh and, and yeah and uh-huh, i believe it was in birmingham alabama so being on set with robin and having grown up watching her films and then just seeing her season, you know, just season and how she does what she does. I'm always learning, you know, um, there's one phase of, wow, I, I, I've watched them on TV. That happens initially. Yeah. And then you go, wow, they're beautiful in person. You know, like, like that's them. And then the other part of it is outside of that. Uh, uh, and this is with Brayley, Brian White, any of them. I, what I'm about to say, uh, particularly, is not nothing that's offensive or nothing that's out of arrogance. I have to always remind myself, the very people I was inspired by, I consider that greatness. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm working with them, I have to say to myself, you are you are greatness among greatness too. So you belong mm-hmm. in this space and you belong here with them, you know? Um, and, and, and everything is equally and equal in a sense that my, my, my gift or talent, something about me, uh, a, 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 re, a, a reward afforded me just the opportunity to work with them, right? Not to be set all day admiring them, you know what I mean? That's that's cool, cool point, but I'm working with them and they're working with me, you know? And so we get to share something together creatively. So it's an honor to be in the same space in respect to those who have paid their dues, you know? And at the same time, I have to make sure when I go to set, I, I bring just as much uh, of what I need to so they can get from me what they need to make the overall thing a joyful experience. How long did it take you to get to that point? Because I'm still <laughs> trying to get to that point working with Cherry. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, you, to me, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a forever growing process. Um, uh, I have a lot of people tell me, man, you arrived. I said, yeah, I know I've arrived at certain destinations, but most of the time, where people think I've arrived, I think I'm still flying. You know, I'm still feel like I'm going to another. I'm in the air, 
still being groomed. I'm still, you know what I'm saying? I don't think I've landed in certain places. People go, man, this is the big, this is like I hear people say, you know, uh, you know, this is your big breakout. And I have to remind them, you know, I, I, I you know, in terms of the, the, the work that I'm doing, you are looking at it as maybe Hollywood work, but I feel like I'm connected to Hollywood. I, in a lot of senses, I've been living in the South. I just don't live in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So that's a huge difference, you know? And so I never, ever, I always try to leave room for me. And the danger too, now, let me say this, but you know, I don't know if you have any family members, you guys know how the South is. We have humility. We had, we were very, you know, they say we're very humble, but um, uh, that's a dangerous thing too, because I've seen where, uh, I, I have a very, uh, uh, how can I put it? Uh, it's just like you guys looking at my resume and stuff. And we're having this conversation and I can yeah. be humble. And then I can also be too humble and passive to where you can say, no, your, your, your resume, it's on your resume. You did the work. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't deny that you didn't do the work. It's there. Like it's there. And then we can go and look up something and we can see you doing the work. And I think that, you know, many of the actors, you know, as humble as we are, Many of us also have to hug ourselves and give our, our own selves a pat on the back because it's hard breaking out of certain places in the South to be in the same space with some of the actors that we're talking about and the people that I'm working with, you know, um, and, 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 and sharing this conversation that we're having. You know, we have to um, lift ourselves a little bit, you know, because sometimes I don't get a lot of huge support and I don't get a lot of huge accolades, you know. It's only until people see it. And then they go, oh, wow, you're doing it. And I'm like, man, there's so much that goes in, goes behind, that goes into it that's behind the scenes, you know? Um, uh, yeah, so it's rewarding, but uh, it's humbling, but it's, it's been a challenge. So I, I'm still growing. I don't want to ever stop growing, you know? Right, right. Uh, how'd you, um, well, first of all, how'd you meet meet him? And then what's it like working with him, uh, Will Power Packer, as they say? Will, um, uh, to me, and this is just my initial, because someone would probably hear this and go, oh, man, he's more fun. Uh, he's more exciting than that. My interaction with Will was that, um, uh, and then we didn't even meet on Fraternity Brothers. Like, you know, I, it, was an after, it was until like maybe the eighth episode, uh, someone called me and said, hey, dude, you know you work with one of your frat brothers. Who? Will Patrick's an apple. I go, oh, man, you know what? I didn't even bring that up in any conversation, you know, in any of the table readings we had. When I met Will, Will, you know, he will always, uh, uh, you know, again, uh, make you feel like you're part of the team. You know, it's so easy. Again, it, knowingly, I know I work for the Will Power Packer production. You know, I know I work for OWN Network. But Will will come to set, and he'll just make sure everything good, and he'll watch some of the footage, and he'll go, man, y'all killing them. He'll give a personal comment here and there. And he just felt great. He just stick his head in the door. Most of the time, the producers or executive producers, they're busy in their offices. You may see them or not see them, but Will was hands-on. So uh, it was an honor. And it's always an honor to be in, in the same space with, um, uh, uh, as I call him, that young, that young black male um, doing, doing, doing what he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah with his talented himself, man. Very talented. I just wanted to know <laughs> where they film at. Are you in Atlanta? Are you in LA? Like, where do you guys film? We shot uh, uh, Ambitious on the set of Tyler Perry Studios um, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so that, that's where we are. Uh-huh. That's where we are. For, well, that's where we were for the first season. So, um, again, we, the, the, you know, we're still getting through the first season. Um, I have yet uh, uh, to be aware of any season two, but season one was shot right during Tyler Perry Studios. 
Okay, I'm sorry, Courtney. Go ahead. I, I won't interrupt no more. No, I'm just I, shit. I just realized Erica Page is on here in, in here too. Jesus, <laughs> you get yeah, to work Erica with all Page, the ladies. It's an all star. Oh yeah, oh yes. Uh huh. It's it's an all star cast. I think that's well balanced. Um, shout out to the uh, casting directors, um, uh, George Pierre, and 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 outside of my manager and my and my agency, but George Pierre. Uh, let me say this. Uh, you know, uh, everybody's represented by somebody or as a mentor of mine would say, there's no such thing as, uh, as not needing a middleman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Everybody needs a middleman. You, you know, so you need somebody that you, you will meet along the way and or you would need somebody that can grab your hand and connect you to the next person you know what I'm saying, ahead of you, you know, mm-hmm. so uh, George Pierre, uh, he fights for the underdog. I want to give him a special thank you for seeing my talent out of all the cast. No disrespect to any of the casting people who've cast me in many of the previous works that I've done. That's on my body, that's in my body of work. Before this series, um, George had a, a, a keen eye, and he fought for that so that I could um, also have this opportunity. From one married man to another. Uh, yeah. So how does how how do you balance you know marriage life out with working with beautiful women all day? I'm so glad you asked me that. I'm so glad yeah. that you asked me that. Um, because what's interesting is my I have a beautiful wife. Now keep this in mind. Now my wife, uh, uh, and this is me being proud of my wife. My wife is the second African American to win the Miss Mississippi title. So she comes from the pageant world. Right. Okay. So she, she has definitely with external and inner beauty, which is what she charges her life and part of her purpose outside. She's an actress, too. Outside of that, she is she's a stickler to young girls understanding inner beauty and what that means coming out of the political world of the pageant stuff. So when I work with other beautiful people. Right. For mm-hmm. me, um, th- that, that's just the, the, the external initial part of it. When you kind of go through it, you kind of learn, you know, how some things work. You know, I think we've gotten better over the years. And I must candidly speak about ambitions. When you look at ambitions, uh, you're going to see beautiful people of, of in, in his own lens, what you perceive as beauty. Uh, let me take my character, Kent. When, you know, when me and Kent, Brayla Evans, who plays Rundell, yeah. uh, um, I don't even know what words she would choose to use for her own, um, I guess you would say, uh, makeup of herself. Somebody would say she's a plus size or a thick girl or or whatever. Um, I like that dynamic uh, when I look at the show because everybody wants love. And it's not about, okay, tall and short people, wide or slim people. Everybody wants some type of love and everybody goes through some type of challenges in their love affairs or love relationships. That, that kind of... Um, um, how I am around beautiful people, you know, I don't judge people. I just don't get caught up in a lot of the hype and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know, I take my time to uh, get to know them and I work with them and let me just freely say it. Uh, I've been successful at maintaining what I would like to call a, an atmosphere that when I'm around beautiful people, um, I have never had no one, no, no one say to a director, you know, this guy's over here staring me down or this guy over here is a creep. <laughs> Or he's inappropriate, you know, like, I mean, where he's just stopped looking. I just, you know, I just stay in my lane because I just want to keep a job sometimes, you know, at the time. I said job, you know, but I just want to keep a job because I got to take care of my family. You know, right, I don't need to get Because that me thing is for real. Right? 
Yeah. Yeah. I love it. He's like, I don't have problems. I just want to go to work. <laughs> right. I just want to go to work. You know, I work right. with beautiful people. And even like when we look at the um, the intimacy on the show, everybody's asking my wife what she thinks. Yeah, it's right? a lot of sex on that show. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of sex. And the last episode was, you know, I guess, you know, without giving away, you know, you, those who have not seen it, it was a moment that was a uh, a built-up moment for me and, and Rondell, the, the character Rondell. Now, when they when people saw it, they called my wife. Or they, you know, they said, what you think? What you think? What you think? Now, I would say my wife got in her feelings for a split second. Yeah. Because it's just accurate. And I understand why. She goes, wow. Not... I'm not just looking at you for a character, you know, I think everybody's looking at you as a character, but there are a lot of people out there that are seeing you, Johan, in, in, on a big, big right. platform for the first time, too. And then right. I had to remind my wife, well, what you're seeing, I know she knows this acting. I have to remind her, um, in intimate moments, and for the audience that hears this, People are going, man, I wonder what their wives or husbands are saying. Man, they be in there doing all kinds of stuff on set, man. I'm actors. No, it's not. No. You are not a person. If you get too involved, I've seen people get fired. I've seen somebody <laughs> get fired, and then the loose talk was, listen, the loose talk on set was that an actress went and reported to a director or producer, assistant director, they follow chain command, this joke is going too far in the kitchen scene. He's enjoying it. He's putting his tongue in my, I've heard things like that. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, yeah, and so it's inappropriate because you got to know where the fine line is. You're not sitting in there um, being intimate with somebody and super, super enjoying it to the point that you're walking around on set, you know, with in inappropriate behavior and people going, wait a minute now. You're like, <laughs> you got to know how to keep self-control. That's what it is. And so people need to understand that we practice that as an actor, too, you know, when, when you're around all of these different energies. <laughs> I've never, people, people kill me with that, like, it's not a comfortable environment. You don't just get to sit there and make out. There's 180 <laughs> people watching. The the director on that episode, listen, listen, I was I was so safe. First of all, my wife, uh, she doesn't does she, she she doesn't uh, she's not involved in the film world. So what I've done in 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 the past eight five or six years, I always invite my wife to sit with me so she can meet and get used to the atmosphere. I always feel like, hey, baby, you can grow and learn too. Come with me. And she'll meet the actresses or meet the actors I'm working with. And um, um, one of the things that I like to say to her was that, yeah, the director told me I kept playing it safe. She said, that's a pet. Do I need to, because she was joking with it, been joking, just joking with it. Do I need to come and show you, Johans, how to kiss her? I said, I got it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was being, I was being, I was taking care of Braylon. I would always ask her in between takes. You're doing take after take after take. I have to ask her, you okay? You're comfortable? You good with that? I'd rather play it safe and be overprotective about her being comfortable than to just think that the other actress or co-star is comfortable, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is very sweet. I think I've sexually harassed a few men. Oh. <laughs> you know, I think because men are so intimidated when it comes to like the sex scene, they don't want to be aggressive. So I found myself being the aggressor because I felt like they were very timid. And now that I'm looking mm -hmm. back, I might have to call and apologize to some people. No, don't do that, Cherry. Don't open up yeah, any yeah, investigations. Yeah, I, you don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's just say guys by default naturally, I guess, uh, if they're attracted, 
what's what's in them would naturally happen when, when it gets to acting and you know what commend those guys that probably didn't bring them full selves to maybe moments like that because again if it got it inappropriate then that's a huge that's a whole nother conversation with him i i think you got to commend those guys who are trying to be respectful because i've seen people say hey man come with it man just listen brother you need to just come with it and I'm going, are y'all sure y'all want to say that to the <laughs> That's sweet, though. I, I do think most actors are very polite. And you guys probably, yeah. man, I even had a sex scene with a girl, and I just went at her. Did I not call her either and be like, hey, I'm sorry, you seen it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just uh, you know, uh, one of those things, and then I'll leave it at this. It's one of those things where, to me, it depends on the actor and then outside of what people don't see. When you have time, you sit down, you're in the trailer, you should get to know your co-stars. You should have these conversations when you're having dinner or breakfast or whatever, you know, as you're building character. Sometimes you may not have that time to do that, but I think each person, like with Taraji and Terrence Howard, you know, I remember an interview they had and they said they gel together because they are completely naked and they trust each other with each other, right? And in some cases, that may not be true for everybody, you know, uh, being familiar with someone. So um, that just comes with time, you know, and, and understanding the maturity, you know. Uh, and again, I, I don't think you did anything wrong because you don't, uh, you know, I don't think anybody's called you and fussed about or complained about it. I think no. they actually like like giving themselves props. Hey, man, y'all know, uh, you have a chair? Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit yeah. of Yeah. Yeah, I got that carry, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, think, I think they're enjoying it. Oh my God. So, cool. Thank you so much for being here. This is this has been a joy. I hope you'll come back. Yeah, definitely maybe, come back. Yeah, give us some spoilers about next season because you coming back. You coming back. We got this. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I definitely would love for you all to invite me out again to, um, you know, share some time with you. And, and thank you so much for what you all are doing. I went on your page and checked out some of your previous, you know, um, individuals you had a chance to interview. And uh, I just think it's, 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 you know, it's well needed. That's why you're doing it. But just uh, keep on empowering. That's the word I would rather use. Uh, keep empowering people. And um, thank you for being an example, too. Um, yeah, because we all need that inspiration and, and you have that longevity. And so I say thank you for being able to let us see that and then also understand what that means to have longevity um, with what you've done. Um, you're a pioneer. So, hey, you've heard that before, but I just want to yeah. speak, speak that to you. You're a pioneer and I appreciate you and Courtney for what y'all are collaborating with and doing. So thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm, I'm humbled thank to have this interview. Thank you, thank you. sir. Thank you. Welcome to Cherry's World.